Hello, and welcome to this Midweek Lenten Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. This is a sermon for April 10th, 2019. It is entitled, Job, God Speaks in the Storm. It is based on the book of Job, chapter 28, verses 1 through 11. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. May God's grace and God's peace be yours tonight in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from our Old Testament reading again from Job. Let us pray. O oh God, you speak to us in your word, and you speak to us through your Son, our Savior Jesus. Give us ears to hear, give us hearts to believe, and may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. A good pilot knows how to get people safely through the storm. That's a truth we need to come to grips with, isn't it? That a good pilot knows how to get people safely through a storm. Read a story about a flight, maybe maybe you've been on a flight like this before, that it seems that there was a storm brewing, and the flight attendant gets on the loudspeaker and says, "Uh, People, the flight is about to get bumpy. For your own safety, please take your seats. And then, bing, the little light goes on, you know. Well, sometimes people listen to the flight attendant, sometimes they don't. On this flight, they weren't listening. Again, she said, people, (laughs) for your own safety, take your seats and buckle up. No one listened. The next voice on that particular flight heard was the pilot. (laughs) The pilot said, this is the pilot speaking. Let's be very clear about our responsibilities. My job is to get you safely through the storm Your job is to sit down and buckle up. (laughs) Now, maybe it's not a plane. Maybe it's a cruise ship, and you're passing through a storm. In 2010, on a Carnival cruise line, the ship encountered a a low-pressure system, and the captain of the ship came over the loudspeakers basically saying the same kind of thing. This is going to be a bumpy day at sea. My job is to get you safely through the storm, so be aware of your other passengers. Now, what's true of a good pilot, or even a captain at sea, that gets people safely through the storm, is also more true of our God, isn't it? Our God who knows how to get his people safely through the storm. I mean, after all, isn't that the message of the Bible? God doing whatever it takes to get his people safely through life's unpredictable, ferocious, and hellish storms. As we look at scripture, we see them, right? For Abraham and Sarah, it was a storm called infertility. For Moses, it was a a storm called slavery. And after that storm, he entered another storm for uh, called 40 years in the desert with a people that can only gripe, complain, and criticize. For David, it was a, a storm called Goliath. For the disciples, it was a deadly storm on the Sea of Galilee that we heard tonight. Fishing on the seas before, but for these seasoned fishermen, they were panicking at the storm. For Job, we can use all the descriptors, right? It was a Category 5 kind of hurricane, an F5 type of tornado, where Job lost 
everything, literally. And by now we know that for 35 chapters, God's been pretty quiet. In the storm, God has been silent. For 35 chapters, God doesn't say a word. For 35 chapters, Job is crying out to God. For 35 chapters, Bildad, Zophar, Eliphaz, Elihu, uh, uh, also even Job's wife, or, or deliberate and pontificate about Job's condition. But God says nothing. Until Job 38, verse 1. And then what do we learn? We learn that God is a good pilot. God is a great pilot. He knows how to get his people safely through the storm all the way, all the way home. And that's good news. That's really good news for us. Why? Well, because we're all in some kind of storm, right? I mean, what's your storm? Are you raising teenagers? <laughs> Toddlers? Both? <laughs> Did you get cut from the team? Did you lose the love of your life to some disease? Are finances uh, so thin like a thread? Are you reeling from a divorce? Are you staggering from a betrayal? What about your health? Is age getting the best of you? Maybe you're like Abraham and Sarah facing infertility. Maybe you're lonely or depressed, anxious that there's a, another storm going on in life. Maybe you have a secret storm, which is sometimes the worst kind of storm because at that time we feel all alone. Secret storm because we're ashamed or embarrassed that we don't tell a soul. Perhaps our secret storm is a sin or some other kind of silent pain. We all know about the storms of life, don't we? Job's storm, though, was anything but a secret storm. It was very public for him. And we, know, uh, we all know that Job repeatedly wanted an explanation from God. Throughout this storm, Job puts on this full court press against God and insists him at every time that God give him an explanation, right? God, you owe this to me. Why in the world is this happening? In chapter 38, there's some kind of insight into the book. Instead of an explanation, God gives more of a revelation. And, and this is the message of Job, the message of the Bible in a nutshell. What's interesting is that God never really explains anything, right? But he gives a revelation. And here it is. God shows up. In 38 verse 1, Then the Lord answered Job in the storm. He answered. The silent God of 35 chapters finally speaks, but there's more. In. The Lord is in the storm. You get it? God isn't above the storm, out of the way. He's not below the storm. He's not beside the storm. The Lord is in the storm with Job. He's in the storm with Job. Job is not alone. And my friends, neither are you. So what does God say in the storm? 
We see it in the outline of Job chapter 38 through 41. In chapter 38, we see God talking about his absolute control over the whole universe. In chapter 39, God's absolute control over the animals. In chapters 40 and 41, God's absolute control over these creatures called the behemoth and Leviathan. And throughout these four chapters, it is as if God is sitting Job down and explaining things and saying, Job, my job is to get you safely through the storm. You need to sit down and buckle up. And now the tables are turned, right? Instead of Job continuing to question God, God now questions Job. Driving out these questions like, a, like sheets of rain, splattering into uh, Job's heart uh, with a wildness and, and a terror that leaves Job and any other person like that who's ever lived amazed and speechless. In these four chapters, Job, uh, God asked Job 70 questions. Job answers, none. God's questions indicate that he's in control of everything and to remind Job that he is not. God asked uh, Job some questions by starting this way. As we heard tonight, who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Job doesn't respond. Sit down and buckle up, Job. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Job still remains quiet. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. What supports its foundations? Who laid its cornerstones as the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? One after another, God is asking these questions throughout these chapters. Seventy times, uh, God takes Job on a tour of the universe uh, along the way, asking him these 70 questions. And what's the point? God's the pilot. He knows how to get his people safely through the storm. And in Job's tour, he learns that God created all things. He created the sun, the moon, and the stars. Let's think about that for a moment. Did you know that our, in our universe, that brightest star is our sun? It's so huge. Its diameter is 109 times larger than the planet Earth. And you can take one million planet Earths, and fit them inside the sun. And that's just our solar system. <laughs> God created the Milky Way galaxy, which is one galaxy alone that measures 104 light years across. Let's brush off our science classes. Uh, uh, the speed of light is 186,000 miles a second. So if you're traveling the speed of light across, it would take 104,000 years to travel from one end of the Milky Way galaxy to the other. And in that galaxy, a hundred billion stars. God has created so wonderfully our system. The number of galaxies in the universe, hundreds and billions of galaxies in the universe. God's saying, Job, can you see that? Can you rejoice in it as I do? You don't even realize it. You know, the morning stars sing for joy because of 
who I am and what I do, do, can you rejoice in that too, Job? Can you see how carefully I fit it all together, Job? Can you grasp the immensity of what I've created, Job? Can you match my power, my ability to watch over and control all of this, Job? Job, can you fly this plane? Can you guide this ship safely through the storm? What do you say, Job? Well, in this speech, there are a couple times Job does speak in Job 40. He says, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once and I have no answer. Twice, I will say no more. In Job 42, he replies, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Sort of a red face and sheepish grin, Job takes a seat and buckles up. It's like Job has been the the water boy uh, telling LeBron James how to dribble a basketball. (laughs) And like the bad boy telling Babe Ruth how to swing and hit the baseball. Like the caddy telling Tiger Woods how to use the nine iron. Like the passenger telling the pilot how to fly the plane. You ever see those uh, those bumper stickers in the car that said, God is my co-pilot? I know I have. Uh, but is that statement really true? Really? Think about it. We're saying, it's me and God together on this thing, and we each have a little bit of control over it all. I mean, I need God. God needs me. He's my co-pilot. Uh, that could have been on Job's car. But after these four chapters, Job realizes He's trying to control the whole thing. And he scrapes off that bumper sticker right away. He resigns as the co-pilot. He takes a seat with the passengers and buckles up. And I invite you to do the same. And why do that? Well, why? Because sometimes we have that prideful look, don't we? A lot of times, well, why shouldn't I keep jockeying for control of everything? I tell you why, God shows up in the storm. You need to know that it wasn't God above it. He wasn't below it. He wasn't beside the storm. God was in the storm. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul tells us God was in Christ, reconciling us, reconciling the world to himself. And what does that look like? It looks like a man, beaten, bloodied, and hanging on a cross. True God and true man. God not only wrapping himself in the storm, in the fullness of time, he wraps himself in human flesh. He takes on flesh to take us into his arms, to heal our hurts, to destroy our darkness, becoming a human being, to not to demonstrate the innocence of infancy, but really to live the life that we could not live, to die the death that we deserve because of our sin. We don't need a God who's distant and far off and disconnected from us. We have a God who is here with us in the midst of everything. A God who speaks to us in the storm. A God who becomes like us in Jesus Christ. God in the storm speaks in the storm. Can you hear Him? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Today you'll be with me in paradise. It is finished. 
Do you cry? He cries. Do you bleed? He bleeds. Are you hurting? He's hurting. Do you gasp for air in the midst of your storm? He gasps for air in his storm. Do you feel like your heart is broken? His heart is broken. What's all that mean? It means that this God in Christ still speaks in the storm. You're not alone. To the parent that's holding that flower from their child's coffin, God speaks. To the spouse holding that flag from their loved one's casket, God speaks to us. To the couple with the barren womb and the fervent prayers, God speaks. To the one who's tried to see God through shattered glass and a shattered life, God speaks. Our God speaks. He speaks in the storm and His voice thunders with majesty and power and authority. And what does He say? Can you listen to that? Can you hear Him? God says, I love you with an everlasting love, now and forever. So what should we do when we're in a storm? A bad one. Category 5, hurricane. Or the path of a destructive tornado like an F5 tornado. Job-like kind of storm. When it looks as if everything is going to get wiped off the map, what should we do? Should we panic? Should we freak out? Should we have our 19th nervous breakdown in the midst of it? Should you do something you'll regret for the rest of your life? No. No, no, not at all. Here's a better idea. Sit down. Buckle up. Take a deep breath. Relax. And trust your pilot. Trust that he will get you safely through the storm and that he'll get you all the way home. Amen. Please rise. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this midweek Lenten service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.